Hey, what's up, Arizona Nation? It's Sam here, and and today we have an interview for you guys. So we've been wondering, how are young people like us crushing our goals and living life on our terms, regardless of how bad the economy sucks? How are we able to stay arisen, chase our massive dreams, take action, and impact people while others are busy sleeping? But the real question is, how do we do it without falling into the trap the sleeping group fell into? That is the big question, and this podcast will give you the answers. Follow along as we learn, apply, and share actionable steps on how to stay arisen in business, career, and life in today's economy. Welcome to the Arisen Podcast. Uh, you guys are in for a massive treat. We have um, an individual, you know, um, who has been in this game for a very, very long time, and I admire what he does. And today we are going to talk a lot about entrepreneurship and also talk about how to handle your stress and find the network and support you need for your startup. I bring a commenter who is the founder and currently the CEO of the African Network of Entrepreneurs, a social enterprise that seeks among other things to assist African entrepreneurs to build sustainable and globally competitive indigenous businesses. Tunnel, being self-funded for the past seven years, currently runs nine flagship projects, namely Students and Youth Entrepreneurs Network, the Startup Network, Woman Rising, Girl Empowered, the SME Network, and so much more. Tunnel currently manages the Premium Bank Help Station and SME Capacity Building Initiative aimed at making SMEs resilient, high growth, and globally competitive with an SME database of about 10,000 SMEs in Ghana. Welcome, Ecomenta. Thank you. Now, um, I just want us to um, talk a little bit about you. What What do you do? And, um, you know, I, I said a little bit about what you do, but I want you to, you know, um, give us what you do right now. Okay. <clears throat> so, um my name is Ekomensar, and I, as you said, I run the African Network of Entrepreneurs. My focus as an individual is to provide the needed motivation and support to people that want to pursue their dreams. Uh, but with my organization, Tano, we focus those dreams on entrepreneurship and people that want to um, start their own businesses or enhance their skill sets, you know, or establish the right connections that will take them to the next level in life. Personally, I believe everybody can be an entrepreneur, but the challenge is not everybody can run a business on their own. So the whole debate as to whether everybody can be an entrepreneur or not, my stand is everybody can be an entrepreneur. I mean, what does it take to be an entrepreneur? Have an idea, start a business, register a business, <laughs> makes you an entrepreneur. But not everybody can run a business, not everybody can grow a business, you know, and not everybody can expand the business beyond their comfort zones. So basically, my work is to help people that want to set up businesses, want to enhance their skills, want to do well with their careers, to have those requisite information, training, support, to be able to scale up and then grow consistently. Right. I like how you mentioned that, you know, um, being an entrepreneur doesn't mean you can have a business on your own, right? And so now, um, uh, in your opinion, what do you think is, you know, are the qualities of an entrepreneur? What makes someone an entrepreneur? Well, I mean, it depends. We have different types of entrepreneurs. Um, anybody that has an idea, you know, of something they can do or of something that can make them money or something that can make some sort of an impact and then puts those ideas into practice, for me, can be classified as an entrepreneur. Anybody that sees an opportunity um, either to make money or to make impact, they don't necessarily have to be 
the inventors of that idea. They don't necessarily have to be the, the innovators of, of that solution. But even if they can push it beyond what is already you know, existing, those people can also be classified as entrepreneurs. Um, talking about qualities of entrepreneurs, there are quite a number of them. I mean, these things are readily available wherever you look, especially on the internet. But personally, with my oh, close to 15 years experience in being an entrepreneur, I would say um, one of the main things that I believe if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to have is, is focus. It, it's, it's not easy. Um, I've, I'm still struggling <laughs> with right. it because, you see, it's easy for people that are entrepreneurial to have a lot of ideas. Wherever they turn, wherever they go, whatever they hear, an idea comes out of it. But if you can build your capacity to get to the point where you can actually say no, even to the most exciting ideas and focus on what you're currently doing that you believe you know would, would do well, that is one of the main traits I think should, you know, um, um, entrepreneurs or people that want to go into business should possess. Another thing is the ability to stay humble and then um, be accountable. It's, it's not easy because a lot of people go into entrepreneurship with the mindset of being free, you know, not having to report to anyone, not having to uh, wake up whenever they want, you know, they want to make their own money, do whatever they want, but that's very far from entrepreneurship. <laughs> and, and I'm sure a lot of people will be disappointed, but really entrepreneurship has nothing to do with being on your own. And yes, of course, you can choose to, you know, if you want to be a one-man business, operate in some corner and do your own thing, that's fine. But if you really want to build a business that is generational, a business that can outlive you, a business that you know, can do well even without your involvement, you need to have some sort of accountability. You need to be able to put in systems and structures to ensure that even in your absence, the business still runs. And, and, and that takes a lot of um, commitment and humility. Because it's not easy for somebody who starts their own business to say, hey, I want to be able to report to a board, or I want to be able to report to a mentor, or I want to be able to even report to their employees, you know. But um, holding yourself accountable helps you to actually focus because then you wouldn't want to disappoint the people that you are accounting to. Um, another trait I think is your ability to stay on it, you know, like, what would you even call it? Is it persistence or consistency or entrepreneurship is all about failing forward. You know, it's about moving on regardless of the challenges. And one thing I'll also share is be careful the way you tag things, the way you call things, you know, whatever name you give to something, it comes with its um, resultant effect. So if you call something a challenge, your mind automatically tells you how you should react to it. If you call something a problem, your mind automatically tells you how to react to it. But if you call the same thing an opportunity for growth, if you call the same thing an opportunity for building experience, if you call the same thing an opportunity for enhancing your capacity and your resilience, then your mind also now captures in such a way that it's a learning curve and not something that should stop you. So for me, one of the things that entrepreneurs should also be able to do or build as a trait is their ability to name, to give the right names to the right things, right. you know, and to be able to keep moving regardless of whatever they are going through because Every day you wake up in pursuit of your business is an opportunity to build experience. And if you don't recognize that, but then you get, you let the, the pressure of running the business, you know, bring you down, then the probability of giving up becomes high. 
So there are many traits, but I mean, for me, with my experience, these are some of few ones that I'll share. Maybe when I have some time, I'll tell you more. Sure, but sure. your ability to keep moving in the face of daunting challenges is one of your, your biggest, yeah, keep moving, keep, keep moving. And well, let me just add, your sure. ability to actually build and maintain relationships. You know, um, most of us entrepreneurs are absorbed with our ideas and how good those ideas are. And we, we spend hours and hours working on them without necessarily going out there to build relationship. I mean, your ability to market, your ability to sell, all those things are enshrined in your ability to build and maintain relationships. No matter what you do, whatever ideas you have, it is human beings that you need to patronize. Even if you're selling dog food, dogs don't buy food. You know, so you need to know who the dog owner is and you need to build relationship with these dog owners so that they can patronize your product. So your ability to build and maintain relationship would be one of your biggest traits as well. So yeah, I mean, don't let me go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but you mentioned one of, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, um, you know, you need to have an idea. Mm -hmm. Now, most people are, um, you know, caught up on the whole thing that how do I find this idea? Mm -hmm. Everyone keeps on saying you have to have an idea. But what do I know? Um, you know, how do I identify that this is the idea I need to run with? Mm -hmm. yeah. I personally do not believe that the challenge is with um, whether they have ideas or whether they are able to identify whether it is an idea or not. I think the challenge is, will this work? Because we have ideas every day. You come in here, who to talk to, you see something going on, you think, yeah. I mean, ideas are everywhere. Trust me, people have ideas. It is not. But then, which of these can work? Which of these can make me money? Which of these can make me rich? Which of these can make me famous? Which of these can, can, can I use to impact lives? You know, that's, and, and that's the challenge, wanting to know the end from the beginning. I mean, we are not God. <laughs> you know, it's, I think it's only God that can do that. So most of us go through a lot of all these um, not sure, contemplating, thinking, and all those things because of our inability to predict the future. You know, and it also goes back to how risk averse or risk comfortable you are because we, we hate to fail. And that's, that's actually at the core of how we are raised. From school, you can't make mistakes. You know, when right. you make mistakes, people hoot at you, you'll be last and all that. So we are afraid to try because we don't know whether we are going to succeed or not. So at the heart of whether, uh, whether you're going to get a good idea, you're not going to get a good idea or all that, is to figure out who needs this and will they be willing to pay for it? I think those are the two questions that you need to answer. Uh, sometimes the end users are different from the, um, the clients, the consumers. So the people, so maybe if you sell a baby diaper, um, the baby's needed, but it's the parents or guardians who would buy it, right? So if you have an idea on going to the um, diapers, you need to find out, okay, will the mothers be willing to buy it? At what price would they be willing to buy it? Where am I going to get the supplies? How am I going to get the end product to the market and all those things? So at the heart of whether you're going to find an idea, you're not going to find an idea, is your ability to figure out who needs this. And that's why we always say that entrepreneurs should always solve problems, solve, provide tangible solutions to the challenges that people face. If you meet a need, that is when you are likely to succeed in whatever you're doing. 
And if the need is consistent and in voluminous, it's voluminous. So if there are a lot of people that need this, then you are guaranteed that you're going to make money. But if a lot of people need this, but then your price is not good enough for them to afford, then you just have a, maybe a minute segment of the market and competition can wipe you off. So the challenge with ideas is, is this going to work? Is this only going to work? And I always say that, listen, test it with people. Get out of your comfort zone and go out there and talk to people. All right, I'm doing podcast. Would you patronize? Would you buy it? At what rates would you buy it? How much would you buy it? What would you want to hear? You, because you are serving people, you're not serving yourself. <laughs> you get it? So people have ideas, but whether it's going to work or not depends on who is willing to patronize. Yeah, I always say, you know, we don't fill our own wallets, right? And so, um, so if you want to build a business around any idea, you have to go yeah, to the marketplace yeah. and then. Yes. Now, um, most people who are looking to start um, an entrepreneurship, you know, they, they want to be in this whole game. You know, as you said earlier, they 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 all they get caught up in the freedom and the lifestyle that you know goes around that. But you know, um, many times they don't consider that it's it's a huge tax on its own, and it comes with a lot of stress. So, um, for you, how how do you handle how how do you handle this? Because clearly, you have a lot of you know things you do, projects and all that. So, how do you handle stress? Because there's no way you. you wouldn't be stressed out, you know, when you are trying to go into this whole game. Well, do you have stress when you're having fun? I think. <laughs> Not really. I mean, yes, you might need some time to rest and all that. But then for me, what I do is actually the same as the fun. You know, I, my, my biggest fun times are having an idea and then bringing it to life. So that's why you see me doing a lot and people don't get it because I have the skill set to be able to turn an idea into something tangible within minutes, you know. So then when I have an idea, I don't sit on it. I put it out. So then that's, that's how I distress. Yeah. What stresses me is focusing on one thing and making it, you know, huge because the, the, there are lots of boring things, okay, that comes with building a sustainable business. The paperwork, the administrative work, managing employees, you know, all those things are pretty boring. And I would rather focus on transforming my ideas into something tangible. But running a business comes with all these things, which, you know, so those things give me stress. So whenever I am building up stress, I just come up with another idea and, and build it. Yeah. But occasionally, I mean, I do a lot of workshops. I like to talk. I like to train. You know, and uh, once or twice I hang out with people, but <laughs> I don't think I have too many friends. So, yeah, but mainly I, I think I distress by spending time with my family as well. I have a beautiful son. I have a wonderful wife. So, yes, I, 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 when I'm distressing, it means I'm home watching. I like movies. Yeah, I like movies a lot and series. Yes, but primarily it's about turning an idea into something tangible and I, I do graphic designing too so yeah oh, okay. when I'm distressing it means I'm designing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well now now let's talk about you know um, one thing a lot of startups complain a lot it's you know I don't have the network I don't have the support um, you know can you can, can you give us some insights about you know um, someone who is a startup listening to this podcast episode um, you know what would you tell them about networking and support because clearly it's you know, one thing a lot of people need. Okay, so the thing is, I have met a lot of startups. I've met a lot of young people that want to set up businesses and all that. But there's this kind of um, entitlement mentality, which, which personally upsets me a lot. Nobody owes you anything. Nobody does. I mean, you didn't put the money in their pockets, so they don't, they don't owe you support, all right? 
I mean, when you decide to go on this entrepreneurship journey, one of the things you have to make up your mind on is that you made a decision and you are solely responsible for the results of that decision. So then if you're not getting the support and all those things, you shouldn't, first of all, blame anyone. Maybe what you're doing is not attractive to people. So yeah, I mean, I always say take yourself out of the shoes and see if, if you were the one that, you know, you are being sought after to give the support, would you support yourself? And most of the times they wouldn't, you know. Um, startups out there should recognize that, listen, people would support you to the extent of their belief, first of all, in you and in the potential of your ideas. Okay? If they don't believe in who you are, it's very difficult for them to actually extend some sort of a belief into whatever you're doing. Because at the heart of people wanting to support you is their connection with you. It is easy for me to support you when I know you. It is easy for me to support you when I feel that you have some sort of a potential to make something great of your life or of your idea. And that's why we always say that have the heart of service serve people and be very strategic about your service and that's why we tell young people especially those in school that do internships do apprenticeships whatever serve people that you would need help from later yeah. don't expect that oh you have this great idea and everybody will jump on it oh, really the moment you say the idea whoever has money can also do it yeah. it's not it's not rocket science yeah. but the fact is what is the extent of your service who have you served who 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 have you who do you owe anything that they should repay sort of so if you want help if you want support and all that there are quite a number of interventions that are out there that's fine but if you're not known as a person and if your idea is not something that solves a tangible problem that has the potential of making money you've lost it because people don't put their trust money resources in you and Think that you know they're just doing your favor or they are they are wasting it no they would want something we call return on investment and that could even be as as little as you succeeding because then they can stay somewhere and say oh they supported you when you started all right so be known for something and at the heart of that is be known for service serve people because you have set of skills all right go out there and then deliver those skills to strategic people you believe would need help if you need help from me, don't come to me when you need the help. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Come to me at the point where I believe that I owe you something because you did your three months internship with me and you are amazing. So now when you come back to me, you won't be a stranger. Yeah. Right? And also spend time and work on your ideas. Like everybody wants to be big the moment they start. Really, nobody sees the beginning of these big businesses we admire. All right. If you want to build a huge building, you go deep, 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 deep down to the points where people don't even see the extent of the hole. But that is what guarantees the, the, the sustainability of that structure. If, if you want people's support, focus on building your concept, building your businesses and having traction. And traction mainly in business is how many people are willing to buy and how many people have bought. How many people have patronized? Because if you come to me as an investor or somebody can provide support for you, you should come to me and tell me that, listen, I had this idea. I did a prototype. I went out there. These are the number of people that said they were interested. These are the people that actually bought. If you help me, this is how far I can go. You understand? Nobody wants to put their resources and time into try and error. Yeah. You understand? So start small and start at the point where you are not needy. Okay? And this is when you are in school.
Because at the point of you being in school, you're not needy. You're not in a hurry to make money. You're not in a hurry to survive. You're not at the hustler stage. But when you're at the hustler stage, people see you as very desperate and dangerous. You know, and your, your, your tendency to waste resources and money is high. So that's why you don't necessarily get the support. But if you're old and you're listening to me and you also want to start, please work on your relationship. Let people know you for something. All right? So when you go back to them, it's not like, oh, who is this and why is he worrying me? Everybody wants to deal with people that they like. So be a likable person. I always say, you know, um, dig your well before you're thirsty, right? And um, you just clearly, you know, um, validated that, that thought process because, you know, um, uh, I, have, I have, you know, an agency where we, we help clients outside, mainly in the U.S., right? And then most people say, most people ask me, Why, um, how were you able to get all these clients? And they didn't know that for the first three, four, five months, I was working for these people for free. And then I had all these testimonials. And then all these testimonials became, you know, um, you know um, selling points for my future customers and and that referral thing um, comes in you know um, from time to time and so I like how you mentioned the fact that you, have, you need to dig your well first way before you're thirsty and then like that now now let's let, let's go to the um, final question that this is my personal question I I just can't help but ask <laughs> um, it seems like most of your things you do are hovered around women well, not really. <laughs> it's the women one that come up more, but not really. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so that, was, that was my question that, you know, why women? Do you have any special thing around, you know, building branded brands around women? Or why, why is there a story behind that? I like women. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> I like women. I think they, they are amazing. Uh, we are here because of women. Right. Um, you know, the thing is, when, when, when you entrust something into a woman's hand, it grows. I agree. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and it's evident in many places, at home, at school, everywhere. And I think women have not been giving that kind of um, attention and support to let them soar, to let them go the farthest distance that they can. You know, and I think that women naturally are also very empowered, even though they keep talking about women empowerment. I'm not one for women empowerment. Even though people think I, I, what I do is for women empowerment. No, it's not. Um, what I do is provide the platform for women to show how powerful they are. Because they are very powerful. Like, see, give a man 100 cities, give a woman 100 cities, and give them about a month. The woman probably will come back with 120, and the man will come back owing 20. Yeah. You know, and yes, I'm not saying that men are not amazing. They are in their own rights. But I, th I, I think women have not been given the opportunity to show the full extent of what their potential and capacity is. So focusing on women um, as part of my entrepreneurship efforts, entrepreneurship development efforts, is just to um, give them the opportunity to show the world what they can do if they are given the chance, you know. Um, well, yeah, and I, I do a lot for students. I do a lot for men. I do, but you see, it's, 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 it's normal to see a man succeed. Uh-huh. But when you see a woman succeed, it comes with a lot of questions. Like, what did she do to get that car? What did she yeah. do to get that house? It's silly, you know? Yeah, but they can, and they are doing it, you know? And because of all those tax that they receive from society, they tend to hide it. So then we don't know the extent of their stories and their struggle enough to inspire the next generation of women. So my effort is to be able to put them out there. I don't really do much for them because most of the things I do is just to identify them and put them out. 
that's that's really woman rising is all about a woman that is already rising that you need to know about you know and for those that want to rise these are other things that we are doing that can support them get there but primarily my efforts is to identify people women that are doing these amazing things and to put them out there to serve as an inspiration to to others and for my girl empowered initiative i believe that most of the social vices that women face girls face can be solved when you make them more entrepreneurial the teenage pregnancies uh, all those uh, issues that w- uh, girls face is because of their dependency on some guy but if they are already doing something on their own and making their own money they wouldn't need you yeah. so then you wouldn't want to sleep with them to help them all right so girl empowered is just about helping um teenage girls overcome the challenges and vices by making them more entrepreneurial and more financially independent you know the more money everybody makes the happier everybody is so yeah i mean i love women uh what else can i say I think they are amazing so yeah that's why i work with them a lot and it's easy to work with them you know when a woman likes you and and she wants to support you oh man she, they go all out why do you think most churches have more women yeah true yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to set up a church and make it grow just have 10 10 solid women and your church will just blow up <laughs> now why can't we use the same thing in business in family in governments it's the same thing it's the same model every church that has grown has women at the, as the foundation so yeah, when you give them the chance, they will amaze you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And um, I know you have a book out yeah. there. Yes. Oh, how? Yeah. yeah, but how do people get, you know, to buy Oh, you go to my website, ecomensa.com, and then there is a book order tab. When you order it, we, we will deliver it to you. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll put that link. Ecomensa.com. And then, all right, thank you so much for You're your welcome. time. You're welcome. We are very appreciative of, you know, you giving us all these insights about entrepreneurship and all that. So thank you once again. You're welcome. Thank you for coming. Yeah, wasn't that an exciting episode? Please consider leaving a review and a five-star rating inside Spotify if you are on Android and iTunes if you are on Apple. We have had a ton of you complaining you don't see the week's episode in a timely manner and we appreciate that frustration. So if you want to get notified the very second an episode is live, head over to podcast.arisenglobal.com. That is podcast.arisenglobal.com and follow the easy steps on there. You'll be notified on Facebook Messenger as soon as an episode goes live, so you are not left out in the Arisen Nation. And as always, don't forget to stay Arisen.